0: There is a battle going on today for the heart and soul of America, and the right side must win. It's time for America, Can We Talk? with Debbie Addis On America, Can We Talk? we talk truth about America and why it matters to you. America, Can
1: We Talk? starts now. And good evening and welcome. I'm so glad you tuned in tonight. I'm Debbie Addis. Welcome to my show. Especially, I want to say welcome to, first, of course, our listeners in Dallas on 660 AM. Listeners in Phoenix on 960 AM, The Patriot, and in Colorado Springs on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. Love talking to you every single Sunday night. And I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and a great time with your family over Thanksgiving. I have a little bit of holiday shopping data, which really is going to make up the report on my first five tonight. On tonight's first five, I want to tell you just what happened over the Black Friday, Thanksgiving, holiday weekend shopping and what it means for America and for uh, Donald Trump and for the economy. To start with, and I just think these, um, these numbers are, are pretty much, um, uh, they're, they're kind of mind-blowing. Uh, to start with, over this weekend, Donald Trump, um, the economy, the change in what has happened in America, here are the results. Online sales on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, and on Thanksgiving put together, online sales only, were retailers in America took in 7.9 billion, B as in boy, billion dollars taken in those two days, Black Friday and the day before Thanksgiving by retailers. And this is up from one year ago today, up 17.9% over last year. I mean, you're talking almost an 18% increase in just that two-day period in online shopping in America and secondly you know you might think well okay because more people shop online and so maybe that's just you know uh, there's a huge decline in in in-store sales but actually in-store shopping on um, Black Friday is it is down but by less than one percent. The truth is there was a lot of confidence in the economy and people went shopping over Black Friday, over Thanksgiving. This is added to the fact that projections from two different Federal Reserve banks for the U.S. for U.S. economic growth have gone up in recent weeks. In fact, in one case in a Federal Reserve Bank, the GDP, the forecast is the GDP will be up to 3.8 percent in the fourth quarter. And that was after rising last week and going up to 3.2. And GDP, as I'm sure you all know, is gross semester product. the monetary value of all the things produced, goods and services produced. It's a huge indicator of the health and vibrancy of the American economy. Consumer confidence is at the highest in 17%, uh, highest, excuse me, the, is, is the highest as it has been in 17 years. And I say all this because I want to talk a little bit tonight about how economic growth is not about money. I mean, it is. It's about money and the exchange of, you know, how confident people are. But it's far more, I mean, GDP and any economic growth is good for the economy. It's good for business. But what that really means, it's good for the average American citizen. This is not the ruling class elite 1% that ran out and spent in two days $7.9 billion uh, on uh, online purchases on Black Friday and, and on Thanksgiving. It's not those people. It is the average American feeling confident about the American economy. What this means is whether you love Donald Trump, don't like Donald Trump, I don't care what you think about him. What Donald Trump brought back to America was a sense of pride and confidence and just excitement about the American economy, about free markets. It's a restoration of confidence that we are a country that works, that produces things, that brings things to the market that other people want to buy. This is the beauty of free markets. And this, this, this confidence is a, a deeper way of, of thinking about all this is, This is a restoration of confidence uh, in the American people that they love their country, that they are hearing from their president a positive, upbeat message about their country. Other measures of the economy doing well, I want to just mention briefly, at the start of President Trump's presidency, there was a huge outcry in New York City that— Because of Donald Trump's rhetoric about foreigners, about vetting, about, you know, immigrants coming here, that the tourist industry was going to tank. As a matter of fact, New York City's tourist industry is up 3.6 percent. The stock market, predicted by many cranky people thinking that Trump is going to ruin the economy. And, and in fact, there were predictions that GDP could never get above 2 uh, percent. We're now at 3.8. But the economy, uh, the Dow has climbed 25 percent. 25% 25% since Donald Trump said, Yes, I'll become your president. I will take this job. And so I, I raise those things to say that in all ways that matter in terms of measuring Americans. Feelings of confidence, love of country, security. And you think about, I want to go back to my listeners, especially women listeners, because these economic arguments sometimes seem to appeal a little bit more to men. And I've heard a lot of women say, well, I'm not so much in economics. I really care about people. Well, caring about a robust, growing economy is caring about people. And part of what America embraced when they supported and put Donald Trump in office was this notion of a return to respect for and love of free markets and freedom and a rejection of the path toward big government socialism, which President Obama was taking this country down. And Hillary Clinton would have sunk that ship all the way into socialism had we let her win. When I come back, I want to talk a little bit more about what this, that economy and, and economic things, these are about freedom. They're about making life better for people. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. America Can We Talk. Don't go away.
0: The only thing standing between them and open borders is an informed public. Get informed and stay informed by visiting CIS.org. That's
1: CIS.org. And start saving lives today.
0: Can you hear us now?
1: And welcome back to America. Can we talk? You know, I try to end my first five uh, with a something about how you can't have America and. And I didn't get to it, but I want to make clear those numbers from the uh, retail shopping and Black Friday, and just the all the consumer confidence, the GDP is going up. These are products. Of free markets, these are product of an entre- products of an entrepreneurial economy where people feel confident creating businesses they feel confident spending their money. you think how you feel when you know you have a good job and your spouse or, or um, has has a good job and you're pretty sure about your kids, or they're doing okay, you expect them to be able to find jobs, you're more willing to spend your money over the holidays and every other time because you feel confident. Well, this is what has just been permeating the American consciousness since President Trump took office, at least among kind of... Right-thinking, clear-thinking Americans who did not get duped by the left-wing policies of President Obama and the American left, which is the the American Democrat Party, which is just the absolute—which embraces the absolute opposite of free market ideas that America is founded on. And speaking of that, and I want to turn—actually, and before, I I meant to mention, too, uh, at the start, I do encourage our listeners to— feel free to email me. Uh, The radio show email address is AmericaCanWeTalk at gmail.com. And also, uh, I have a 24-hour studio message line, which you can always call and leave a message, a question for me, a comment, a question for our listeners. That number is 214-556-5659. If you keep your comment or question under a minute, I will try to play it. I get a kind of long win, long ones, and I can't play those. But because it's only two hours a week, but I want on the subject of the economy, and I talked about women. You know, I I remember a late night show, um, like Johnny Carson or one of those people uh, years ago had on a uh, I think it was Bette Midler, some you know left wing Hollywood entertainment person. No, is Barbara Streisand, and said something to her like, you know, what what motivates you politically? And she just got this deep, you know, mystical look in her face. Looked up in the in the toward the heavens and said, you know, I, I just care about people. Okay, if you care about people, folks, you got to care about economic freedom. Economics are freedom. is a freedom issue. Low taxes, low regulation, a booming, bustling economy is a people issue. It's a freedom issue. And I'm saying this for a particular reason. About um, for tonight's show, I want to mention something in just a moment that Theresa May is encountering in England. But first, I want to point out the opposite way of thinking about how to stimulate the economy, how to get people supply, how to get people what they need in their lives. Because what happens under liberal thinking is a good example. Is what's happening in Seattle, in the city of Seattle. Um, They first of all, as you uh, likely recall, in 2015, they raised the minimum wage in the city to $15 an hour. And just as any intelligent economist could have told them and did tell them what happened, you know, it's low income workers hurt by that, it's small businesses hurt by that. It's restaurants closing, the kind of places that your child will go get his or her first job because they're learning how to go to work on time and punch a time card and show up. So Seattle did that in 2015, raised the minimum wage. But this is the left-wing government control mindset kind of economics, which is, you know, pull a string here, demand that people be paid more than they're worth, more than their contribution to your business is worth. And because the government's smarter than you in setting their salaries. And so they end up having restaurants closed down, businesses closed down. And frankly, businesses will relocate outside of Seattle. But their current uh, dumbness in Seattle was they uh, imposed an income tax in the state, in their uh, city, in the city of Seattle. Um, a, they unanimously improved an income tax on... Only wealthy residents. So the, it, it was an impun, uh, income tax they passed in July of this year, and it was a progressive income tax, a, a new 2.25% income tax in the city's highest earners. Small problem was there's a law on the books in Seattle, I'm sorry, not a, in, in, um, in the state of Washington that says no income taxes allowed so they pass it anyway there was their start toward pushing uh to have that law changed and a court of course struck it down because they said you know the law says you can't have an income tax i mean so see city of seattle therefore you cannot have an income tax my point in saying all this tonight though is this is Way Seattle, in fact, the defenders of this new income tax in the city of Seattle, uh, all leftists, of course, on their city council, were making the argument that, but there's such a disparity in income, there's such a disparity between the rich and the poor, and we have all these needs and people who who are relying on the government. We've got to have more money to pay them. That is the left wing mindset: find a way for a government program to take care of people versus the conservative. Free market mindset that produced the unbelievably wonderful outcome of a bustling economy in America on Black Friday. Okay, so I raise all this to say that we're in a precarious position right now on the conservative side. I'm going to talk about more in the second hour because I have a guest coming up at six thirty. I cannot wait to tell you about her, but. We have in America a precarious situation because we have a president who's gotten all these results pretty much with no legislative accomplishments in the House or Senate. This is a Republican president with a Republican House and Republican Senate and almost nothing in terms of serious legislative accomplishments because the establishment Republicans are working not maybe as hard as the Democrats, but close to undermine President Trump, and so here we are in a place where you can see the results of just the policies that President Trump has put in place that brought this booming economy, and now we have the Senate and the House struggling over tax bill and working. They and you know we talked about last week with Steve Moore, and it, you know it's not a perfect tax bill, and there's going to be negotiating back and forth. But I want to point out to you something that's happening in England that's going to happen here if we don't get our act together on the conservative side. Theresa May, I mean, she is the product of years of thinking in England where going all the way back uh, to the Ronald Reagan era when uh, Maggie Thatcher and Ronald Reagan reintroduced freedom to the economic thinking of England and America. And we had uh, people in England voting for conservative answers, trying to get rid of big government socialism. But Theresa May... I mean, she came to power on Brexit. She's stood up for getting out of the, you know, crushing control of the um, of the EU. But right now, the numbers are changing in England over the question of which party they, you know, their Conservatives, their the Conservative counterpart, um, their party is. Um, and i got to find the numbers quickly. Okay. Uh, the Conservative Party, they have gone from the confidence uh, that 44% of the voters over there a year ago said, oh, yeah, the Conservatives are better on the economy, down to 36%. The British people are losing faith in the Conservative Party to be able to do a good job in the economy. And the Liberals, the other side over there, the Labour Party, run by an extreme leftist, this guy Corbyn, the leftists have are enjoying an increased number of British people who think big government liberalism is better for the economy. I mean, still, to be clear, the conservatives still beat the liberals in England and in America when you ask people who does a better job of the economy. But in England, it's gone from a year ago when only 18% of their people uh, said that the libs could handle the economy. Now it's up to 28. My point in all this is, and what's happening in England is... I'm afraid what is happening here a little bit too. Conservatives in England are failing to make the argument, the open argument for the idea of economic growth as a moral virtue, as a moral question for their people they get pushed around by the liberal mindset so much that they get off on trying to say well, we'd be smarter, we conservatives, we'd be smarter at handling this big government. We'd push the money around a little bit differently. We would be better at handling the money the government has. They're not talking about so they're just kind of being liberals on you know liberal light. And so Just as it's happening in England, it's going to happen here. If the conservatives, the Republicans in Congress, do not get on the stick and pass a serious tax cut bill, a better bill than they're currently proposing, and on top of that, go after spending, show the conservative belief in free markets, in limiting government. Get bold. I, we have we have in England the consortium losing uh, the public trust in handling the economy, and we're going to have that here in America. If we see, if, if people sit home and watch Donald Trump doing a good job and all the Republicans, House and Senate, with control of doing it, of taking care of the economy, not doing it, piddling around, you know, Moving around the the dice, you know, or moving around the the boards or the, the checkers on a checkerboard, playing around with numbers instead of saying no. Real cuts, serious, earnest commitment to free markets that's what people want to hear other Republicans in Washington and they better get on the stick very very quickly so Donald Trump can have a successful first term before we get the 2018 elections okay we're coming up on a break I have a fabulous guest joining us who is just a fireball of a conservative leader Kelly Kohlberg she has founded several organizations all fighting for the restoration of the greatness of America you'll love her come right back
0: The nation faces a choice. The path of big government based out of Washington, or the unique brand of liberty and prosperity enjoyed here in Texas. For 27 years, the Texas Public Policy Foundation has helped leaders in the Lone Star State prove that fiscal restraint and small government can deliver opportunity and prosperity for all. The Texas Public Policy Foundation promotes and defends solutions here and around the country policy.com to learn more
4: if you want to get at the issues that really matter for women and men go to iwf.org that's the independent women's forum iwf is all about increasing the number of american women who value free markets and personal liberty. IWF's motto is all issues are women's issues. They bring a fact-based approach to politics, policy, and culture. When the left tried to peddle a phony war on women, IWF shot back with facts and figures. American women aren't victims in need of ever-increasing government protection. And IWF doesn't think things are perfect, but they believe that individual liberty is the key to prosperity and fulfillment. Along with their sister organization, Independent Women's Voice, IWVoice.org, which is a leader in the fight against Obamacare, they offer policy papers, op-eds, and a popular blog on issues of the day. So visit IWF at IWF.org. That's IWF.org.
1: You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org.
3: There's a lot of talk today among media in academia in our culture about everything that is supposedly wrong with America. Political correctness tries to dictate that we must stop thinking that America is exceptional. America's bravest have our back in the air, at sea, and on land. But who has America's back in the culture? In schools, on cable television, in newspapers? It's time to end the greatest prejudice on earth, anti-Americanism. And who makes the case for America? Flag does. Flag is the foundation for liberty and American greatness. Flag has America's back on the cultural battlefield.
0: And
1: welcome back to America Can We Talk. As I mentioned before our break, we have a great guest joining us tonight, Kelly Kohlberg. I think we have her on the line. Hi, Kelly.
5: Hi, Debbie. Great to be here.
1: So glad you could join us. I'm going to tell our listeners just a little bit more about you, and then um, I just can't wait to hear all your thoughts on the, what's going on in the world today. But Kelly, um, I met her a few months ago at a conference, but actually, she um, to back up in her life, she began the Veritas Forum at Harvard in 1992 and she wrote a book called Finding God at Harvard. But she, so she did that and that organization Veritas uh, is now at 200 universities uh, around the country and um, they basically talk about the hard, the difficult, challenging questions, the notion of uh, biblical truth in, in the modern world and what, what's really true, pursuing truth, pursuing uh, Jesus' place in truth. Um, she also founded an organization about called the America Conservancy. And that's what I really wanted to focus on with her tonight is um, this is an organization pretty much dedicated to bringing the greatness of America back. I, I, is that a good way to say it?
5: It, it sure is. Uh, it's very much aligned with your your mission and your radio show and uh, so many others. We're grateful for you and just hope that we can all collaborate increasingly into 2018 and beyond.
1: So, uh, I always have you. I actually have pages of notes. I, I went to I'll tell our listeners, the website is americaconservancy.org. And actually, if you, get, if you go to org, I included a link to America Conservancy. But just tell our listeners what the mission is, what it's all about.
5: Sure. The idea of um, really nurturing the very roots of the American experiment. That are Christian, Judeo-Christian in nature, and uh, the idea of uh, imagine the idea of a of a nation sort of like a, a great tree, and the roots, of course, are connected and cause the flourishing of the branches. So that's the language of conservancy, and we're basically saying, um, let's really dive in and, and explore and rediscover. The, the faith and the great story of a loving God who gives us a meaningful world and a purposeful life and a sovereign nation so that human beings can flourish and pass on that faith and that great story to their children and their grandchildren, that a culture would grow. It's very much like a garden or a forest. And so we're really t- tapping into that, that metaphor of, of you know what, what gives life And um, it's difficult when the secular world is constantly laying an ax to the roots of the American story. Um, I saw that when I was at Harvard. It was as if an ax was laying to the root of a a, a college dedicated first for Christ's glory, and then later Veritas Truth in Christ and the Church. And um, when we cut the roots of something, it's not long before you know it might look alive for a little while, the plants, but it's going to die very soon. And so, really, our hope is to rediscover the the, the essence, the DNA, and the future of the American story. And then we we create teams and projects to build up what well, we say ten pillars. That's ten branches of of America in the 21st century so that's education and the family and religious liberty and science and the arts and so forth um, that's in our it's a very big 1.0 uh, website america not american with an n but americaconservancy.org
1: you know, I have to say, when I was reading and I was thinking, I've used different language on the show. I've been talking about the building blocks of America and talking about, you know, it's like if you build a big, well, if you have a, a giant bridge over a river and you take away one well, of the support structures, you start to weaken it and you take enough of them away and, and the bridge collapses. Or the building blocks idea, too, that all of the different pieces in America's founding, uh, they all mattered in creating this uh, you know, in creating first, the, well, we had the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, but ultimately the country they were created— we created came from these building blocks and you can't take them away and expect to have the whole be the same. And I was going to go to your pillars because you tie these ideas. You talk about to very specific, real examples and you mentioned some of them. I have them right here. So I'm just going to quick tell our listeners, these pillars of American, the, the country of America include education, economy, free press, family, the church, law and government, security, healthcare, media and the arts, and science and technology. So now that you see identify those pillars, so what does America Conservancy do with those pillars? Do you partner with other groups to support those ideas? Yes, we do. We
5: Well, for a long time, I worked in the, the pillar of education by creating the Veritas Forum now in 200 universities and in many countries. And that is to explore the hardest questions of the world in relation to a a Judeo-Christian worldview and the person of Jesus uh, through the hardest questions of of atheism and science and skepticism and so forth. And um, that is really growing because Jesus welcomed hard questions. He asked a lot of them just to get people thinking. So I think that's half the battle. Um, And then those a lot of the students who graduated from these universities are now professionals in in all of the the pillars and so they often collaborate uh to to really how how to how to develop uh great you know great ideas and great projects that strengthen the pillars as you say every pillar is is weight-bearing um we, we the the roof on the house maybe that's the metaphor for a, a, a America will collapse if enough of the pillars begin to crumble and collapse, and at the very foundation of these pillars, um, you know, is 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 a, a a deep concern is the foundation of biblical and constitutional wisdom so under attack that the pillars cannot stand. So we have to really attend to the foundation
1: as well. So I'm going to go back then uh, or or move forward, I guess, because you have another uh, website that we're going to be talking about after the break, AmericanEvangelicals.com. But you were mentioning the because I have to say, you and I have this conversation and I can read your website and I, I know exactly what you're talking about. But I think for some people, if you get up in the morning and you know your job is still there and you get a paycheck and you stop at the grocery store on the way home and you can take care of your kids and your house is all safe, the notion that the America of our founding, that the great uniqueness of America is somehow being weakened, I think if you're not very involved, you might think, well, what do you mean by that? Why are you saying that? So what are the ways in which you describe, would describe America as being weakened?
5: That's a great question um and it's 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 almost hard to believe that that anyone would intentionally try to to weaken a culture or or sort of uh break the bubble of American supremacy, so to speak, but
1: okay, no, you're breaking up a little bit, hold on there. Are we okay here, Greg? Okay, folks, we're, we're getting close to a break. So he, he's going to try to... I guess we lost her there. I guess she's still... Okay. Kelly, are you there? Okay. I'm going to let them figure out this reconnection thing. Well, I just tell you that, you know, I'm very aware that people... Kind of might argue about whether, oh, America's not really crumbling, it's not really a problem. But I really want her to be able, when we come back after the break, to tell you what she would identify and what she talks about because I can see, okay, we have her, we have a minute left. Yeah, okay, Kelly, are you there, Kelly? Yes,
5: I'm here.
1: Okay, so we lost a little bit there, so we have one minute now in this segment, but in a summary way, before we go to our break, How would you describe the the break, what you see as as the uh, potential destruction or breakdown of America?
5: Well, you know, when we, um, so here's what I'll say to your listener right now, Debbie. If you hang with us on the show, it could be the most interesting interview you've ever heard (laughs) in a long time. Because the decline of America on different fronts is not inevitable. We are being outmaneuvered. And I believe I can describe to you by following the money trail exactly what, how that's happening and what we can do about it.
1: That's a great answer. Okay, so I will tell you, folks, that, again, I would urge you go to both of Kelly's, uh, Kelly Kohlberg's websites we've mentioned so far. Um, the first being America, no N, americaconservancy.org, and American evangelicals.com you can read so much information there and you know I this show I tend to be talking more kind of about politics and America but I often say the roots of America are, were are just just America itself was rooted in truths in the scriptures that the founding fathers assume we all knew and would continue to honor part of what the problem we're seeing today is we're not so sure about that in America so we get back from the break Kelly Kohlburg will tell us more all about it don't go away
4: America faces unprecedented threats to our national security. Help IPI restore liberty and economic growth. Go to IPI.org today. That's IPI.org. One more time, go to IPI.org today. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and, if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. First Liberty is the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. They've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to local schools. Visit firstliberty.org to learn more about how First Liberty is protecting religious freedom for all Americans in the workplace, public schools, your church, the military, and more. That's firstliberty.org. If you want hope for religious freedom and a free listing of your rights, go to firstliberty.org now.
1: And welcome back to America Can We Talk. This is Debbie Georgiatis. Okay, if you are listening on Facebook Live, I want to apologize. I uh, had to adjust something on the break. You will hear our caller now. I'm so sorry that we uh, didn't have that sound quite right in the first segment. But we're returning to our call, our conversation with Kelly Kohlberg. And uh, she is a prolific writer, thinker, and um, just honestly a compassionate American who's embracing... uh, our country's future and her life's mission through various projects she's doing is to just to hold on to the unique, great identity of America. So, going back to Kelly to start with, what, uh, we were starting to get at you know the notion that people say, "Well, America's in decline," and some people will say, "What? Well, my life seems fine." So, how would you describe what you say in, in terms of America being in decline, Kelly?
5: well thank you you know i I think when we see what's being taught in our schools and the uh, lack of civility and um, the, the economies temporarily I, hopefully permanently in a, in an um, incline we also have a twenty trillion dollar national debt uh, and so forth so I, I think the average you know American knows that something is amiss. and um, what I'm what I'm proposing is this that the decline of America and the incivility is not inevitable, uh, but that this is being manufactured. Um, when we, does it frustrate anyone who's listening to watch, you know, it's in tele, uh, network news or cable news? And we see this, we see Ferguson blowing up and Baltimore. And, and five policemen shot in Dallas. We see Charlottesville. We see, and not that there aren't legitimate things happening there, we see the Occupy movement, the Arab Spring and the rise of the Muslim Brotherhood around the world. Black Lives Matter and Antifa, uh, CARE, Linda Sarsour, the Southern Poverty Law Center, the Disrupt, uh, the inauguration last year, the Women's March, Indivisible on and on and on and does it bother anyone else that uh the news anchors never say see is all of this grassroots or astroturf who is paying for the buses and the planes to get there and the signs and the uniforms and the hotels and it turns out the salaries of the community organizers and social justice warriors and their medical benefits. What I'm saying, if you follow the money, a small handful of billionaires, George Soros is sort of the lead dog with his Open Society Foundation, followed by Ford, Rockefeller, Hyde, Carnegie, uh, MacArthur, Gill, and other massive globalist foundations. A multi-billion dollar growth industry in cultural and political activism is taking place and media is being subsidized hundreds of media channels are being subsidized to cover the street theater as our national narratives, that then swings america to the hard left very quickly and uh the their politicians and policies are more quickly implemented because the average American is too busy to ask the questions or have someone really peel back the layers. So I'm asking media anchors now to ask the question, who's paying for this street theater? What of it is real and what of it is truly fake news that hurts the country?
1: You know, I love that you're saying that you're actually it's an action item for people to do to call out the media to say, ask who is paying for this. And, you know, it respond to all those things you just listed, like the Occupy movement and all of the just uproar we've seen in america over the last several years i do think that people have two reactions one is they look at it and they watch it they think i don't think america is so bad and evil as those people are saying i mean they make america look like it's a horrible place worthy of just being denounced and protested against and and denigrated and people think well i don't see that america but they also think well i don't want to be Ignorant, maybe I'm maybe I'm the one who's wrong. That the media's presentation of all of this street theater—it's a great term you use—street theater makes people think. Well, maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe, maybe I don't get it. And this really is as bad as everyone says. So I love, and I, so what you're getting at is all of this is much more. It, it's not organic. It is orchestrated by the George Soros's of the world, and he being the leader of them. But to to what end, Kelly? Why they do that? Well, I
5: would just say that that's exactly what they hope. The average person would think well maybe I'm mistaken maybe I'm wrong and that's a silencing effect that it has and because what they know is this that the highly funded highly organized tiny minority of people overwhelms the vast majority of decent sensible American citizens who are too nice or too busy to confront this this many headed monster, this hydra of of the Obama Soros Clinton machine that is political warfare.
1: It really is. And to the end, I want to turn and talk about a particular conference because I, I, I feel like, Kelly, what you're saying, and I've heard, you know, literally d- dozens and probably hundreds of serious conservative analysts saying this that you know, it isn't Ferguson wasn't an isolated thing all by itself, um, tied to the facts of that particular event, which we talked about many times on the show. We're not going to go into again, but. You know that all of those are connected it's an undergirding and it's it's a it's an intentional agitation in this country to where uh, you, you have you have the, the loss of a sense of love of country a respect for the idea of America you're in fact kids leave school thinking well America's a pretty bad place all these terrible things happen in American history and we just lose the, the cultural fabric of the country and this intentionality of it is a little bit hard for people to swallow I think to start with they think well that you know who who would do such an evil thing but soros and the, that team it's because they are their th- political thinking is antithetical to America it is not wanting to have the america of the founding be sustained you agree
5: yes i do i do agree and they actually profit from america's decline because what they're interested in is global power and that means, uh, or what they, John Kerry and Hillary Clinton called, as secretaries of state, called a, a uh, stateless world, a stateless world. This is why George Soros' Open Society Foundation, which is soros.org on the web, which is now a $20 billion foundation, has funded open order projects. In dozens of countries in Europe yep. and in America as well, because he's weakening indigenous cultures, uh, destroying them really, and that it makes uh, you know cultures and people easier to control when there's no indigenous strength. I know it sounds hideous, and I'm I'm trying to um, approach this. Without emotion, but simply almost as an, I'm not an accountant, but I, anyone can do what I've done, which is to go to GuideStar.com or just Google IRS 990s of the Open Society Foundation. And what will come up are their own internal documents that they have to report where their money goes every year, just like every nonprofit does. You can download Open Society Foundation 990s, as well as Rockefeller and Ford Foundation. These are billions of dollars going out to do things like um, uh, create porous borders that bring in drugs, and they're working on drug legalization. They're funding the sex worker industry to, um, to break down marriage and the family. They're funding um, euthanasia and abortion. They're funding anything but traditional Christian morality that historically has been and forever will be the core strength of America and of Europe. They have funded the demise. They've attacked our strength, which is our educational system, our uh, Judeo-Christian morality, and the family. And then the
1: rest crumbled. You know, I love you describing all this. And again, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking by phone. We're having a little bit of trouble with the phone. Sorry, but we have, we're speaking by phone with Kelly Kohlberg. And she is the, uh, you can read about her both at the uh, organization, at the website, americaconservancy.org, as well as americanevangelicals.com. And in both places, what you'll discover about Kelly Kolberg, she is a sleuth of monumental skill. I mean, she has she has <laughs> dug in, digged in, dug in uh, behind all sorts of organizations, including largely Open Society Organization, which is George Soros, and understood all the ways that George us, billions and billions of dollars are funding the disruption and true just degradation of America's society, our social fabric, our our respect for each other, our our common just our common societal connections by agitating in, in a variety of ways against basic American ideals, and you'll you'll see what she's put together there—the amount of money that she that he has managed to funnel to various groups, and the um and the agenda of that group. And speaking of the agenda, we only have like a minute left in this segment, and I want um, to mention have Kelly uh, talk about it too. She could just briefly, but there was a conference in California recently, uh, and it was they were is being. Uh, Build as the largest left-wing dark money conference this is a secretive conference in california in carlsbad at this fabulous resort in the last week in which the all these big mil, mil, billionaire types are sitting around discussing how to further orchestrate their progressive left-wing socialist agenda in america and so, I, I guess, Kelly, we're actually going to run out of time here. Let me just g- give you just uh, 30 seconds, if you can, to uh, a plug for your websites, if you want to do that.
5: Sure. The, uh, my, the, the website you should go to is AmericanEvangelicals.com. Uh, that's really taking uh, this on. And you'll watch a 15-minute video uh, when, after Debbie's show tonight, or as soon as you can. Soros' formula for killing America, it is utterly eye-opening, and the producers, uh, it's gone somewhat viral, and I think it's the best education you'll find on the subject. American Colbert evangelical-
1: Thank yep. you so very much, Kelly Colbert. Loved having you on. And folks, after the break, we'll talk more about this. Thanks for tuning in. I want to mention tonight that our show is sponsored by GC Works, Dallas-based company, performance research and advanced technology, and delivers innovative approaches. Oil and gas industry, don't go away.